0: No
1: Down and not just that song, but this entire podcast would be my warm up jam. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. But... <laughs> it's the Queens of the Court podcast. We're the king size queens. I am Paul Jafrida,
0: I'm John hanson
1: and we're excited to be with you here today. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving week! Woo! Um, one you know, of the best
0: holidays, if not the best holiday of the
1: only year, only because we're fat and we, we like fat. to eat turkey and <laughs> stuffing and mashed potatoes, and
0: then just lay on the couch and do nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but meanwhile, while we're laying on the couch doing nothing, while watching NCAA all basketball. of these, you know, talented, you know, women in the NCAA are going to be playing in their Thanksgiving tournaments. Do
0: you think they get to eat?
1: No. <laughs> I mean like most of these tournaments take place in like the Caribbean. I'm not even I mean like I think at best they're getting like some like real tragic like Thanksgiving buffet. All meal. you all all yeah, inclusive it's, it's sad. To be though.
0: honest, I'm pretty sure Notre Dame's one is in like Cancun, right? Yeah, Cancun. And they're at the hard rock there, and that's pretty nice. But all like right. still you're gonna get like all
1: inclusive food. <laughs> it's not it's not like the home cooked Thanksgiving no, 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 dinner no, no, that no, we're gonna no, be no, eating. No, 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 no. Um no no. no. Yeah, our Thanksgiving dinners are lit. lit. Anyway, uh Queens of the Court podcast, you know, that's what, what uh, this is. We're here to talk to you about women's basketball, not, you know, turkey. But I'm sorry. I yeah, just it's, chill. It's, it's, Thanksgiving. it's on topic. It's totally on topic. It's
0: on topic.
1: <laughs> so, every year when we're giving thanks for all the wonderful things in our lives, these, you know, fantastic athletes in the NCAA women's basketball world, uh, most of them are uh, with their teams in you know, some usually warmish location, playing in a tournament with other top teams. It's actually a super exciting time of the season. It's uh it's real good. It's tournament, you know <clears throat> time take one. And uh, there's just
0: a lot of good ball.
1: We're gonna be talking a lot about, you know, some of those exciting tournaments and, and lineups that are out there. We've got some incredible top twenty five matchups, including a bunch of top ten matchups coming up this week. Totally. And um I think a lot of questions are going to be answered actually this week because, you know, there have been some – it's been an exciting season so far. And, you know, one of the big questions that was coming up, you know, was kind of like, all right, you know, we all think that, like, Oregon's number one. But, like, you know, without Lauren Cox, you know, Baylor's number two right now. But are they really number two? Or, you know, is someone else going to emerge as, like, a clear-cut number two? I mean,
0: that South Florida game showed that they, you know – They aren't as
1: good without Lauren Cox. Yeah, I mean, they still won by, like, 16 or whatever it was, but...
0: It it was, like, a 10-point game most of the game.
1: Yeah, it was a close game, for sure. You know, like,
0: they pulled away at the end, right? Mm -hmm. It looked like a little bit bigger of a margin, but that game was close. And it just goes to show what kind of impact she has on that team and what she means to that team. Yeah. And how good she is. Yeah. But it also shows that like yeah i think they're very vulnerable to upsets right now
1: yep yeah and and so let's just let's hop right into like what kind of what the matchups we're talking about so we've got a bunch of different tournaments and these tournaments take on different formats sometimes they're in like a you know simple single elimination format sometimes they're in like a round robin format where there's four teams they all play each other um you know different tournaments do it different ways but some matchups that we're guaranteed to see this week Um, so in the Cancun challenge, we're going to see Notre Dame against South Florida, which is not like, you know, the top 25 matchup that we're going to look at otherwise, but it's still a matchup of, you know, top programs. And uh, I think it'll be an interesting game for both teams. We'll see where they're kind of at at this point in the season. Totally. Um, the paradise jam features Louisville versus Oregon, which should be, you know, a great match that we're going to want to see and Baylor versus South Carolina. Which is you know a two five matchup right now, and um, that one should be really exciting. I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah,
0: I mean Indiana's in that too, right?
1: Indiana's in that tournament as well, and they'll play both Baylor and South Carolina. I'm not as excited for that as I am for Baylor South Carolina. No, but
0: it's just showing how strong these tournaments are. Totally, you know, th- there is some really strong matchups in all of these tournaments.
1: Yep, the Greater Victoria Invitational could showcase Mississippi State versus Stanford. Um, But Syracuse is also in the mix, so there could be an upset there. Um, The Heineken-Rainbow-Waheen Showcase, say that three times What a name. Um, (laughs) Will feature Texas against North Carolina State. Uh, The Maggie Dixon Classic has Florida State and Texas A&M facing each other. And the Miami Thanksgiving Classic features Oregon State versus Miami. So, I mean, all of those matchups are super exciting games. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing... Probably as many of them as we can, which might not be as many as we'd like. Uh, these tournaments yeah. are not heavily te- televised, which is. Does your mom really have. Uh,
0: does your mom have. um Not Comcast?
1: Yeah, I'll leave my mama out of this. Yeah, I was
0: just wondering. So maybe,
1: maybe we <laughs> could get
0: ACC Network there.
1: Uh, I'm not sure many of these games are available on any of those networks because they're part of these tournaments. And they're
0: like more remote.
1: I, I don't know. Can't. I don't know where they'll be available on television, but that's something that hopefully. Uh, ESPN or or CBS Sports or Fox Sports One will pick up some of these games, you know, this weekend. Totally
0: SEC Network. So yeah, there's some good good ways that it'll it, they might be out there,
1: but even right. if we can't watch them on you know regular TV, they're exciting matchups to like you know keep track of to stay on top of because um, I think it's going to kind of be very telling of where we are and how the rest of the season could shape up. So
0: okay, so. <clears throat> Paul,
1: (laughs) John, (laughs) let's get into our next segment. Hot Topics. Done. Let's get into some Hot Topics.
0: Sponsored by Hot Hot
1: Pockets. Pockets. (laughs) All right.
0: So you have the timer.
1: Got the timer. We put five minutes on the clock. Five minutes on the clock.
0: Reminds me of like an old game show.
1: It is an old game show. (laughs) You know? I better fucking win. All uh, I gotta say, win this game. Legends of the Hidden Temple, shit. All right, let's get it.
0: All right, so five minutes on the clock. We're gonna ask quick questions, a little bit of elaboration. (laughs) You know, just break down the topic real quick.
1: All right, sounds like a plan. All right,
0: that sounds good. All right, so you ready? Three, two, one. All right, Miami will fall out of the top twenty-five by the end of December.
1: No nah, girl, I think I think Miami's a solid top twenty-five team. I don't think they're falling out of the out of the top twenty-five anytime soon. Um, Beatrice Mom Premier alone will keep them in the top twenty-five. I think.
0: Yeah, she's still averaging twenty.
1: She's so solid.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Two of four Stanford's freshmen will be starting by midseason, and Stanford will win the Pac-12. No
1: nah, girl, I I don't think I don't think you know Tara Vanderveer is is in the habit of like you know starting her freshman if she's got a formula that's working right now. Even if all they're doing is coming off the bench, there's no reason to shake it up. There just isn't. And I don't think they can win the Pac-12. I mean, they barely beat Gonzaga. They're not going to beat Oregon.
0: You don't think the freshmen will get better as the year goes on?
1: I mean, sure. But, like, they're still not going to beat Oregon.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Oregon's, you know, the best. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next question. Uh, Notre Dame will uh, will find its way back into the top 25 after this week
1: yeah nah, girl like i thought they might make it back in the top 25 this week because they beat michigan last week but i think that with the cancun challenge they're going to face south dakota state and um south florida both of which i think are strong teams um and i think that notre dame will will not beat both of them if they win both if they win both they're definitely back in the top 25 okay okay but i don't think they're gonna win both
0: okay Uh, Indiana will upset one of its ranked matchups this week, one with Baylor or South Carolina.
1: Mm. Like, nah, girl. Like, I feel that, like, Indiana is, like, you know, good start to the season. They they look real solid, but it's just different. It's just a different level when you have to play against those teams. They're so athletic. They're so big. They can't win that. Sorry, Indiana. Okay, okay. Okay,
0: and then last one for me. Will... Kamaya Street, get off her murder charges and lead KSU next year to an NCAA berth.
1: Nah, oh, girl. Kamaya Street, point guard for Kennesaw State, you know, up on all these like you know charges of like murder and like possession of weapon. And total just... counts. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> she like she's just she's fucked. Like, don't murder people.
0: Like, she go to jail for life.
1: Don't murder people. <laughs> She's not going to come back and lead any team anywhere, no matter what happens with her trial. It's a bold prediction, so, you know? Nah, girl. All right, <laughs> hot topics. You ready? Sure. There will be a new number two in next week's ranking polls. Yas, Um
0: I think Stanford will end up moving up because they don't have the matchups that uh, Baylor is going to have this week. And I think Baylor loses to Indiana.
1: To Indiana? Yeah. Wow. That's why I asked you that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Baylor loses to Indiana if, and Stanford beats Mississippi I don't Mississippi think State. Lauren Cox
0: is going to play. And I think that's going to benefit them. And they might play down.
1: All right. All right. Good shit. Um, despite the doubts and shortcomings so far this year, Texas will record a statement win over number 12, NC State.
0: Nah. Nah, girl. Nah? I, like, I like NC State. Yeah. Yeah. um, NC State impressed me a lot last year just because they kind of came out of nowhere. They were, you know, a nice surprise. Mm -hmm. And I think they're a team that has enough pieces that they're not going to have any real, like, bad losses this year.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Louisville will succeed where Team USA failed and bring down number one Oregon.
0: Nah, girl. Let's be
1: real. (laughs) Nah, you don't think they can? Nah.
0: Oregon's just – they're just too good.
1: All right. I, think, I think Louisville can disrupt them a little bit. So,
0: I think a lot of teams might, play, like, be in games with them at times this year. You know, like, when and, they – Like, parted. Syracuse just was in that game. They were in it. Yeah. But, like, they still ended up losing by, like, 16. They did. You know, like – They did. Um, I think teams will be in, you know, in competitive places with Oregon at times because they'll have off-night shooting. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have an off night shooting, they're just going to get, every team's just going to get wrecked, basically.
1: Fair enough. Kennedy Carter will set the single season scoring record this year. Yas
0: Queen and go number one next year.
1: Wow. Ooh, (laughs) I love it. Like, add on to the prediction. Love it. And go number one
0: because she's just, she just balls too hard. She she tries harder than everybody. She's got that Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah, and she's got the green light to shoot as much as she wants. So, yeah. yeah. She does whatever she wants. Kelly Harper will win coach of the year
0: yas Yasqueen.
1: yeah you think so
0: yeah i mean
1: what do you like about it
0: um they're playing way better than they have in forever right um the team is seems to be responding to the co- the, the new coaching and the switch up oh no
1: and that's it
0: oh no well Yasqueen. Yasqueen.
1: yas queen well yes, Good stuff. All right. That's our that's our Hot Topics.
0: Sponsored by Hot Pockets.
1: <laughs> cool. So, yeah. I mean, there's some interesting ideas in there. I mean, again, it just highlights what an exciting week we have coming up this week in basketball. With I'll get you to say Yas Queen one time. Um, you got to start making some better predictions, and I'll say Yas Queen. Um. <laughs> They're supposed to be kind of bold
0: predictions.
1: Bold for sure. Wrong <laughs> anyway. Um let's talk about some other stuff that we saw this week. You know, think what um, you want. What?
0: Think what you want.
1: <laughs> let's let's talk about some other stuff that we saw this week. Um, you know, we didn't have the most, you know, major upsets uh you know this week. Um, you know, Notre Dame recorded a nice win over Michigan. Um, but I'm not sure that, you know, a lot of people think of that as like a big upset. Um biggest upset for me this week. It was um, Oklahoma State over Rice, and I know it's kind of strange to think of like a Power Five team beating like a mid-major team as like an upset, but we're talking about a Rice team that you know have had a great showing in the NCAA tournament. Now they didn't win their first round match, but like they almost beat Marquette, who was like a real solid, solid team last year. Um, they returned you know a bunch of their star players, and they just pushed Texas A and M. Number five Texas A&M to the brink and only lost by one point, and then they lose to OK State by thirty-one. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> I mean, it, it, so it's, for me, that felt like a big upset. Not just not just the fact that they lost, but the scoring margin. It's like what happened, like like like. So and anyway, like for me, it just made me say, okay, Oklahoma State. Let's take a look at what's going on with you. Maybe you know. Maybe I haven't given you enough, you know, enough credit this year so far. Sure. Yeah. I. I. I think.
0: <clears throat> I think that's pretty good. Like that's a, that's a great one. I. Uh, I just think, yeah, power conferences. There's there's just something about the people that they end up getting. Usually, are. You might not think they're as good as they're playing sometimes, and then they all have that talent, you know, where. You just get way better players than those races of the world so you don't <laughs> you expect you don't expect when they when they have bad records and you, you just think they're not as good but they have this ta- these talent pools and things like that where you're just kind of like sure some of them sometimes they just show up
1: sure but like you know you do expect like you know the the best teams the best mid-major teams to be better than you know a lot of power five teams you just you know, you do. You know I, there's a lot of power five teams that don't make the NCAA tournament, and these mid major teams will make the tournament regardless of whether they win their conference nine times out of ten. Now, you know, Rice has had a couple losses in a row, so you know, maybe, maybe they're just maybe in they a just aren't, yeah. Right, maybe they're just not as good as, you know, we're giving them credit for. But they did almost beat Texas A and M, so
0: Real interesting.
1: Yeah, real interesting. How about you? Upset of the week?
0: For me it was uh Cal beating Arkansas. Mm. Um I thought it was, you know, they weren't playing, they haven't played the best Cal. You know, they're 4-2. Yeah, they
1: pushed UConn to the top too.
0: They did, and that's, their early losses just seemed to be like the team not gelling, right? <clears throat> but the loss to UConn wasn't, like, bad, right? No, not at all. You know, they played real hard, looked real good.
1: Yeah, they gave UConn fits, fits, like,
0: and that's why that's one of the reasons why I think UConn's going to end up losing eventually and getting, and getting blown out in your own <laughs> conference. Go back to our hot topic. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I I just think Cal it just again Pac twelve, right? You know.
1: Yeah. No, I know. It's just loaded. What a
0: what a conference. Yeah. What a conference this year, and and it's just showing how strong it is and how how good it's going to be all year. I think there's going to be a lot of upsets that end up happening out of there. Yeah. Um, and then you have, uh, Jalen Brown, thirty points, twelve boards, ten offensive boards. Yeah,
1: no, it's nuts. And she's a guard. Ten, 10, 10 offensive boards for a guard. What? Well, that's
0: hustle. Yeah. That's all that is. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. So, I love that win. Cal should probably, you know get into the top 25 soon if they keep playing yeah. where they
1: are yeah to be honest like that didn't feel like a big upset to me like no offense to like Arkansas but like yeah they're not like you know necessarily like you know the the most storied program in the top 25 right now and Cal has a great history of success so that doesn't surprise me that they won but it was kind of like the most impressive thing that I saw this week was that Jalen Brown performance and I thought that was awesome you know, especially those old boards like damn
0: yeah it's just real. That's real fun. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. I, I just love when people play that hard.
1: Yeah, it's great. And it's just, it's just fun when like you get these big games from, you know, the college players, you know. This hasn't been the biggest week for like big games. No, no, um, no, no. But that was that was a really solid performance by her and and a big win. Yeah. So, what else uh, what else did you see that was kind of my like what impressed me this week? How about you? What what, what else impressed you this week? Did you have something else in mind?
0: Oh, well, no. The Cow.
1: That was your upset of the week, yeah.
0: Yeah, but like I thought, thought it wasn't
1: just yours, that too? What? Or what? did
0: I just take your what impressed you it
1: was Cal? That was that was my what impressed gotcha, me this gotcha, week. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Oh, my God. I don't know. It's all good.
0: <laughs> uh, So, what impressed me, yeah. honestly, I don't, didn't want to have to do it because we just talk about them a lot. Is the Notre Dame win. Right. So it impressed me because I honestly thought they were done. Like I thought they were going to rattle off a bunch of losses and the team looked real bad. (laughs) And like, it only looked like, you know, to me, Sam could shoot a bit and then she's not even shooting. Well, it just looked like a lost season to me, you know, Mm -hmm. almost kind of one, like if you were like, the Warriors right now, how they're going for total tank mode. Like (laughs) you can't do that in college basketball because it doesn't matter. Right. I know. I know. So it's like to see that them come back after like two bad losses in my eyes. Really? I, I look at them as bad because like, they just haven't played that good. Wow. You know, like they haven't had any, like besides this destiny Walker game, they haven't played, like, they haven't had, like, a great offensive, like, performance or anything like that. They just and their defense, you know, their defense was their saving grace. Like, they played good D, but they've had close games that, like, not a lot of scoring. Okay. So I'm impressed that they came back, played really hard, beat Michigan, and they looked a little bit better. Right? They looked like, and to see that they've got, destiny walker is able to score what she can i think could be a big difference to that team
1: yeah i mean i think it was it was great for them to record a top 25 win um i don't think their losses were nearly as bad as you think they were i think they lost by three points to a strong michigan state team and they lost by like 10 to a tennessee team that should have beaten them by 30 so the truth is i don't think their losses are very bad and i think that they've got a lot of time to gel and get better so um yeah, they don't just know. don't
0: have a lot of height, so there's like things that scare That's why that they're in close me. games, though. But, yeah, there's... but and
1: that's why it's impressive that they're keeping these games as close as they are, even in their losses.
0: Totally, but that's, but that's why it's impressive to me right now. Is just because I've realized that I thought they were like this was, this was gonna be bad. Totally.
1: All right, cool. So this week we want to showcase, want to bring to you a, a new, a new segment that we're gonna bring throughout the course of the season. Um, We thought it might be fun if, you know, every episode or every other episode, we kind of bring you like a more in-depth analysis of one of the teams that we think is going to be a top contender for the NCAA championship this year. We're going to call it the Contender Showcase. Hey, girl. And um, this week, we thought we would start with none other than Oregon. number one oregon um they're where else to start they're certainly a contender if not the contender and we thought we would kind of give you a little bit more in-depth analysis on the team on their play style and kind of like you know what's it going to take for them to win it and what could get in the way so I'll, i'll i'll jump in you know right away you know oregon um you know, most important things to know about them. We we talk a lot about you know Sabrina Ionescu and, and how important she is and what a you know incredible player she is. Uh, we've talked about Ruthie Hebert, you know, who's their you know center. Um, we've talked about Satu Sabali, who's you know a six five like wing player who can also play down in the post. Um, so let's talk about like kind of some of the other players on the team and, you know, really kind of what they do as a, as a team, you know, that's so difficult to deal with. Um, so rounding out the top five are sharpshooter Aaron Boley and um, a USC grad transfer Minion Moore. So they bring back four starters from last year's Final Four team, and they replaced Maite Kazorla, who went to the WNBA, with USC grad transfer Minion Moore. What a huge pickup that was for the team to just kind of stay super strong. Um, Minion Moore does a lot of great things for the team. You know, she's a new face to the team, but she knocks down the three. She's a solid defender. And most importantly, she can give, you know, UNESCO a chance to play off the ball um, because she can handle the point.
0: Gotta love grad transfers.
1: Gotta love grad transfers. Just
0: that experience they come in with is Mm -hmm. just usually.
1: And she slotted right into that <coughs> starting lineup completely seamlessly. Like in watching them play together, it does not look like she's new to the team. Yeah. Um and then it's they like, have it's awesome. Yeah. And then they have some really solid pieces off the bench. Um, you know, probably their most, you know, important pieces off the bench. We've got Taylor Chavez, a sophomore guard at five ten, who gives them some shooting and can also kind of give more and UNESCO a break off the ball. Um they've got six foot six junior forward Lydia Jomi, who has imposing size and gives them, you know, great depth behind Ruthie Hebert. She boards, she finishes, um, and maybe most importantly, she gives Ruthie Hebird uh, the opportunity to play more aggressive defensively, knowing that there's depth behind her and they don't have to rely on her to be on the floor all the time. Um those are probably the two most important players coming off the bench for Oregon. You also have a couple um, freshman guards, a pair of freshman guards, Shelley and Winterburn, who have been, you know, really solid in the minutes they've gotten. But I don't expect them to get a lot of minutes in the tougher matchups. Um, so, so that's really kind of like the team that you expect to see, you know, Oregon put on the floor. Um, you want to talk a little bit about their play style and what makes them so difficult?
0: I mean, yeah, well to start off they have the best point guard in college basketball right yeah so they have the best playmaker in that sense so they run a very fast-paced high flies high flying offense where they can rip a ton of threes
1: yeah they love to shoot
0: and deep curry range threes like yeah,
1: from like Many of those players. Yes. Yeah. From
0: you know, they have a lot of people that have no problem stepping back and just ripping threes. Mm-hmm. Which opens up the middle. They have a very strong drive attack that they that they're very good at playing off of, good on the pick and roll, you know, so yep. they're very good and balanced in the sense that they can do everything and they pass the ball so well. Yep. Um I wouldn't say they always give the extra pass. Because yeah. they have a lot of people that do, will just rip the three because they're, they basically have that new play style that is all just, you know, fast paced, a lot of threes. Yeah.
1: You see it a lot in the NBA yeah. and the WNBA. Yeah.
0: And, and you know, that's where basketball is going. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the the analytics and, you know, the deeper stats and the sabermetrics are there to prove that that's what you should be doing. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they could do it all on the offensive side. Like they, they've rebound, like Sabrina's a triple double machine. Yeah. Right. So they have somebody that's always consistently thinking about every part of the game all the time and maximizing that with the whole rest of the team. Yeah. So it's just really impressive what they do.
1: They're probably the best team at executing their offense in the half court in college basketball. Um, Mostly because of Sabrina Ionescu and everything she's capable of doing as far as a facilitator and like a ball handler, but also just because you know they have, you know, elite level scoring at all five positions. Almost that, everybody can handle the ball. And too. that is not a common thing in women's college basketball, um, to have elite scores at all yeah. five positions if unless your name is UConn, um, they or have, Notre Dame last year they have a pick and roll that is, you know, probably the most solid in women's basketball especially because Sabrina Ionescu and Ruthie Hebert have been playing together for, you know, a long time. Yeah. Um so they they have that down. Um Ionescu has, you know, the, some of the best court vision you'll ever see out of a basketball yeah, the player. Yeah, outlet passes. Um, There's
0: just so so much smart basketball happening yeah. there on the offensive side. Yeah. That it leads to easy buckets because of what they do.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not even sure I'd call them easy buckets, but I just think they're amazing at executing in the half court. Unlike a lot of teams that rely on transition offense to get their points. Totally. But I would say that you know, kind of on the flip side, so Oregon gives up a little bit on the defensive end to have five elite scores on the offensive end. Um, but but they don't rely on their defense to get no. them buckets in no. transition, so it's okay. But what this ends up happening, what this makes for, is a lot of high-scoring games, where Oregon still has a really solid defense. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying they're poor defense. Yeah, and they can rebound the ball. I'm just saying that they're not like uh, an elite defensive team like uh, like a Stanford is, or you know, um, even like UConn is. You know, that like shuts down you know the opponent. Baylor does that sometimes as well. Stan- uh, Oregon doesn't play that kind of brand of defense as much. Um, they no, do have they some defensive just... liabilities. They can get beat, um, but they they're going to score more buckets than you because they're more talented. So
0: what it comes down to is, like you said, with the elite level scoring, right? Mm-hmm. You have people that have that mindset. You know, they look at it as like you're going to miss a shot, and I'm probably not, and mm-hmm. they are okay with playing a little bit laxer on the defensive end. And you could tell it at times.
1: Ooh, don't let Kelly Graves hear you say that.
0: <laughs> uh, you could tell at times. Um, but their offense is so good, and uh, a lot of these players are exerting their, you know, <laughs> their, all their energy on that end.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and you know, in the game against Syracuse, their starters played the majority of the minutes. Like yeah. I think they all played, like, you know, 35-plus minutes or so. Um Uh, One thing that I would say that just to speak to their offense and their defense is that they're perhaps one of the most versatile teams. They certainly can beat you on the defensive end and get a lot of buckets in transition. So I think they have the luxury of being able to like kind of counter whatever a team wants to do to you. So if they're playing a team that wants to play a quick pace game, they can slow it down. And they can beat you by slowing it down and executing in the half court. If they're playing totally. a team that wants to play slow, they can speed it up and try to beat you in transition. Yeah, they dictate the game. Right. Yeah. But they dictate the game based on what's going to make their opponent most uncomfortable because they're so versatile.
0: Yep. And they're able to do that because they just make buckets. <laughs> That's just what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. Is they are so deadly and so good and... It, it goes back to the fact that, like, I'm, we're sitting here nitpicking. Nitpicking. On Oregon. Like, well, but, like, that's what like, this segment's we're, about. We're, we're trying, No, but I'm, like, we're trying to find something wrong with them. And, like, saying that their defense is, like, not their strong spot, point is, like, okay, but they're still really good. <laughs> they're you know? they like, still really we're good. We're just but, trying to, like, show but that, it's like. it's true. They it be is beat. true. No, no, no. But <laughs> um, it, it, it is true. But. Like, they fucking beat Team USA. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I know. Like, um,
0: it just shows, like, how deadly that team is. And, like, put everyone on notice. Like, look what we could do.
1: Totally. I so So, for me, they win the national championship if the starting five stays healthy. And if, as a team, they hit 35% plus on their three-point attempts. Because they're still going to get a lot of their points off the three-pointer. That's just, you know, they have, you know, four players that are going to rip a lot of threes. That's just how it is. Um so for me that's kind of the big if. If they stay healthy and if they can hit, you know, a high percentage of those shots. Cuz like if they, if they get into a game where they're not hitting a high percentage of those shots, they can definitely be beat. They're not the so... strongest offensive boarding team. Um they'd rather get their defense set than like get that second chance because they still think they're going to get enough points in their first attempts.
0: Yeah, that that that's fair. Um so I agree to a point. Um but yeah, I, I, I just I don't think it's I don't think it's more about that. I think it's just their team is so good that they can afford to do a like they can have a bad three point shooting night and they'll still put up enough points.
1: So what needs to so 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 what what do you think are the keys for them winning the national championship?
0: Uh, the healthy thing. That's I think it? just I think, healthy. Uh, no, uh, well, if they're healthy, they win. They go there. I can't say they're going to win because I don't think they're going to win. I think Baylor's going to win if Lauren Cox is healthy.
1: Okay, how so, do they get beat? Um, how do you beat Oregon?
0: Rebounding and three point shooting. Really, you need to outshoot them.
1: Oh, I don't think I don't think it's possible to outshoot them. I disagree. I think that you beat them with athleticism. I think that the way to beat Oregon is if you're a team that has more size and athleticism than them, and you can, you know, beat them down low. I think that's how you beat them. I think you get easy buckets down under the basket. There's I don't think there's any team in the country that can uh, you out-shoot can't them. Train, you team can't... USA couldn't outshoot them. I I, I get that.
0: You... You can't be trading three for two, right? That's what USA Team USA was doing, right? No, I think the you can't. That's just not what something. Yeah, but you you don't need to
1: trade three for two if you're athletic enough. You can disrupt Oregon's offense. But the problem is there's only a handful of teams in the country that are athletic enough and I think Baylor.
0: Baylor is one of those teams with
1: that defense. Baylor, South Carolina, even maybe Tennessee, if they can like sort their like you know system out. Just because of the sheer size and like athleticism, yeah, yeah,
0: their size,
1: no, I don't think the size that, like, there is the thing, yeah, it is because I think I think that's the way to disrupt you know Oregon is by being bigger and faster than them and making it difficult for them to get the open looks they're used to getting easily,
0: yeah, the, Stanford
1: has a chance to like challenge them just the because thing. of how good they are defensively.
0: Yeah, and th- and that's why I think they might win the Pac-12.
1: I don't think Stanford can score enough though to beat Oregon. That's my problem with them.
0: That's why I think they need to get some of those young girls going because like that's what they were brought in to do was score. Um, but that's not.
1: Uh, that's a topic for another yeah, when that, we talk when not, we showcase yeah. Stanford. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So anything I, to that, add?
0: That's what I mean. I I think it's literally only Baylor, and that's if Lauren Cox is there, and that's it.
1: You don't think there's any chance anyone else can beat them? Nope. Wow. I don't I don't think anybody
0: can keep up with them offensively. It's like they're they're like the what, like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen like Warriors. You know? The record setting Warriors. Like they're gonna put up like one forty on you. <laughs> And other teams will score. Like, you know, they'll, they'll put up 100, 110 points and you'll feel good about it, but you're like, fuck.
1: They I just. Think, uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think there are other teams that can beat them as well. I don't think that's the only one. I think that there are maybe a handful of teams that have a chance to beat them for different reasons. I think even like a team. Do you think Louisville can? I th- yeah, I do. I absolutely do think Louisville can. Um, What's your score uh, for that game? I don't know. What's my score of that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 80 70 um Oregon I, I I don't know. Louis, I'm saying Louisville could beat them. Okay. Um but I think even like a team like Texas A&M that just has a player that can just give you give you fits, give you problems, can disrupt a team's flow and their and what they're trying to do. So I think there are different ways that like they could lose. Do I think it's likely? Not particularly. But I think there are at least a handful of teams that could beat them. So, I think if... And we'll talk about all those teams another day. <laughs> no, I,
0: I just think, like, NCAA tournament-wise, right? Yeah, I I get it. Kennedy Carter can do that. Bring down a team. Bring bring down a... Mammoth. She almost brought down Notre Dame last yeah, year by she herself. Could, she could bring down a Mammoth by herself. Yeah, what um, I mean. There's not many players that could do that, though. No. So, like if they get to play each other in the NCAA tournament, that's will remain to be seen. Right. So like if that was to happen, it would be crazy. It would be awesome. Great fucking matchup. But I just think they steamrolled their way to a national championship this year.
1: Well, and that's why we're talking about them first. Yeah. Um, They're number one. Yeah. Any other closing thoughts on them before we move on? No, nah. no. Nah. Cool. All right, moving on. Um, I would say that it's time to do Spotlight Queen. Oh, shit, girl. We're going to do Spotlight Queen. Let's do some spotlighting. All right, who you got? I want to talk about a player who um, has been very quiet, kind of, in her four years so far. And, and I think this is the year that she's um, starting to make some noise. And that is Ty Harris on South Carolina. Ooh. So she came onto that program and was their starting point guard her freshman year. She won the job as a freshman. And she was kind of that player that Don Steele just felt like she just could trust to, like, make the right decisions. You know, she would slow it down when she needed to. She could, you know, she was a solid ball handler. But she wasn't necessarily, like, a next-level scorer, you know, from that position. And nor did she need to be. Um... This year I've been really impressed by by her and what she's been able to do with that very young team. She's leading that team. She's also putting up a big numbers scoring-wise, you know, so it's she's not just a distributor anymore. And I think that she's setting herself up to be a a draft stock riser for sure. Really? Um, yeah, I think for sure. Where where is. where do
0: you think she could go now?
1: Uh, I mean, if she keeps it up, I think she's definitely. I think she. I think if she keeps up what she's doing, she's yeah. a first round pick, really, because of how solid she is as a handling and distributing point guard. And what happens in the WNBA is that you know they like you know solid point guards, but what they really want is a scoring point guard mm-hmm. because in the WNBA everyone has to be able to score at an elite level, totally. And the fact that she's showing that now with her, kind of how calm and capable she is of leading a team, I think a lot of teams will want her, you know, as a, as an option to run their team yeah yeah so i'm a big fan of hers uh her instagram she's she's what's you it, know what's it? i'll go to it right now instagram is
0: hold on give me one second just want to get my thing open her so instagram
1: can... is ball so her yeah. underscore 52 so that's b-a-l-l-h-e-r underscore 52
0: Oh, that popped up right away from me. Ooh, so, girl, she's got a lot of followers. A lot of
1: followers. She Look does. Um, she did like a really dope photo shoot recently where she was in this like you know gorgeous dress, like just balling. So like she does. She's a fun, fun you know personality. Um, I, the sense I get from her, both watching her on the floor and her Instagram, is that she's just like a really good person yeah that's awesome (laughs) you know what i mean yeah she just seems like a person that like you could like hang out with her and be nobody and she would just be really nice to you and you'd probably like have a great time (laughs) that's how i feel about yeah that's amazing yeah
0: and what what she's doing with that team right now if she can bring them far because she is that like leader uh, as a point guard yeah with all the freshmen it's like even more impressive for her nba stock or WNBA stock totally because like you know, you're, you're dealing with all these people that, like, you know, there's times they're not going to remember the play and they're not going to do the right thing. And, like, it's on you as the point guard to put them in the right position to be successful.
1: Yeah, and, and I think we're going to see it on full display as they go up against Baylor, who is currently using Taya Cooper, who is a former teammate of yeah. Ty Harris at South Carolina, as their point guard right now. Yeah. And I think that'll be an interesting matchup to see because Taya Cooper is now, you know, a point guard, basically for the first time in, her, playing in great. her college career, playing great, but not used to the position going up against her former point guard, Ty Harris. And I think that that'll be an interesting kind of storyline within that matchup.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. That was my last oh. week's spotlight queen.
1: I know. So who you got, who's your spotlight queen?
0: So mine's from a little bit smaller of a program, but oh, they, I you know, it. they've been doing some good things the last few years. Um, they've been, you know, in the NCAA tournament, Mm-hmm. last two years uh, Buffalo oh um, so I'm going with uh, the freshman Dyasia Fair right so she is actually number two in scoring in the in women's basketball right now she's um, a beast she's a freshman 5'5 five, five guard shooting guard right and she <clears throat> she is explosive in speed mm-hmm. flies up and down the court um, super smart player Kind of, you know, has like the – could be a point guard ha- with because she has such good handles, but mm-hmm. they have somebody else that's just, you know, a little bit better. More experience. Yeah, more experience. Um, So she's doing all of her scoring and everything, coming out of the shooting guard position, looks great, playing great, played Stanford, just dropped 24 points on them. The coach from Stanford was even like – yo, she is so fast and electric, and she could just, like, step back on you and just shoot threes. Mm -hmm. So, like, she's getting very high praise for how she's going to be. Buffalo's been doing some pretty good stuff in recruiting the last few years and, like, getting some diamonds in the rough and, like, getting, you know, people from overseas and things like that Mm -hmm. and, like, really going for it. And, and, like, they don't have the sexiest – Hey, come to Buffalo and play. <laughs> <Right. It's laughs> you kind know, of like, like Syracuse. They yeah. Kind of have a
1: similar strategy. Yeah, there. and, and yeah.
0: you know they're they're figuring it out and they're doing it, mm-hmm. and so it's really cool to see. And she's a freshman, so hopefully she's one of those people that becomes like a Kennedy Carter,
1: maybe. I was gonna say she reminds me a lot of Kennedy Carter, yeah. not only in like her play style, but also in like the chip scowl. on the shoulder. Like look yeah, at look at her. Got face. that like. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at this.
0: look at this. This is so good. She's like. <laughs> she just has this like look like look at that starting lineup <laughs> she cracks me up <laughs> she just has this great look that she's like i'm gonna beat you every every fucking play i'm coming for you so
1: yeah she's she's not a, she's not a smiley person no she's like a lookout you know there's something that smells nasty under my under my nose yeah yeah and it's you yep so, uh,
0: her uh, Instagram, her, her Instagram's basically just her balling, and, and, you know. Not too many other things than that. She doesn't have too many posts, but um, her tag is D Y A I S H A F, and give her drop her a follow.
1: D Y.
0: A-I-S-H-A-F. Yeah, so that's her. Check her out. She's the future, you know. Players like her playing like this as a freshman, you only hope it goes up from here, so.
1: Totally. Very awesome. Very exciting. It's always good to see, like, a player like that with, like, tons of talent, like, coming to, like, a non-Power 5 team. And, um... Up making noise so. making
0: making noise
1: yeah good for her
0: yeah good for her i mean uh, she obviously she is not scared to shoot because if you look at her box lines she shoots like 15 to 20 shots every game as a freshman uh, that's amazing
1: and it's <laughs> awesome to go to a program where like as a freshman you can step in and shoot that much yeah so like good on her yeah good on her yeah cool well that just about does it for the this episode of queens of the court um we hope you enjoyed listening to us, and we hope that you'll come back and listen to more. Yes. Uh, we're going to need to recap everything that happened this week, next week. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, next we're week. are going to be like, oh my God, look next at all these tournament yeah, wins. Yeah, next
0: week's going to be crazy.
1: Yeah, next week's going to be a Two-hour show.
0: Two-hour show. Two show next week.
1: Right, because we're going to have some stuff to talk about that's coming up. After after the tournament time as well, so,
0: this is like ooh, we're getting into that juicy, so juicy, that thick part, yeah, mm. uh, meaty, juicy thickness yeah, of give women's me that. college basketball. Yes. Love it.
1: Um, anyway, we are uh, this is the Queens of the Court podcast. <laughs> we are the king size queens.
0: Yes. I'm Paul Jeffreida. I'm John, H- John Hanson.
1: And thank you so much for listening to us and being with us. And uh, you've got to pump it up. <laughs> pump it up. Bye. Bye.